down to Y Foodie Edge facing back right on. The only podcast taking you under the helmet. Expert analysis breaking down the quarterback play in the NFL each weekend. Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? Let's give them something to cheer for now. This is Inside the Pocket with your host, Greg McElroy. Welcome in another edition of Inside the Pocket, the quarterback spotlight. This week's light shining brightly on quarterback Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, who was absolutely sizzling on Sunday night en route to an absolute beatdown of the Chicago Bears and what has been a pretty dang good defense throughout the course of the 2020 season. His total numbers aren't going to completely blow you away in regards to yards per attempt or yards overall. But my goodness, was he efficient throughout the course of the game. You could count how many inaccurate throws. uh, To be exact, I counted two. (laughs) Some people might say three. I said two. How many inaccurate throws? Almost everything was catchable. He dropped back 31 times. He threw it 29 and he completed 21. That's good for 72% completion pacing the league in week 12 in total QBR. Other things of significance from him was the fact that he threw four touchdowns, of course, um, but three of those fours, four touchdowns came off play action, which is the second time this season and the third time in his career, he's thrown three play action touchdowns in a game. He now has a career high and an NFL leading 16 play action passes this season to go along with zero picks off play action. And he's been, for the most part, the most effective play action passer in the entire NFL. He's got 16 touchdowns, like I alluded to. His completion percentage is hovering just south of 74%. That's fifth in the league. And he's accounted for 54 first downs off play action. Like I've said just a second ago, every single throw feels like it's on the money right now. He is playing at a different level. And I think everyone self-included has kind of resorted to the idea that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the position. Maybe that we've ever seen. Uh, But I think those that have followed it closely would argue that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented guy not named Patrick Mahomes we've ever seen at the position. You can make that case. And some of the throws he executed against the Bears on Sunday, and we're about to go through it, it only supported that argument. Now, he didn't really push the ball down the field throughout the course of the game. It's actually, I don't want to say it was elementary throws, but he didn't try to do too much. And why would you? You know you're playing against the worst offense. And if you don't think they're the worst, they're arguably the worst offense. So why take any unnecessary risk? Let's be methodical. Let's be smart. Let's try to operate from within the pocket. And let's use some misdirection like teams have used against the Bears in recent recent weeks. We saw LA, the Rams, kind of provide the blueprint for how to play against the Chicago Bears. You use a lot of misdirection. You use some boots. The play-action passing game is good. And you do a few things within your own passing scheme 
to slow down that pass rush. And that pass rush really had no chance. Starting with the first play of the game. It's a fairly simple concept. First play of the game, Sunday night football in primetime. What do you think the defense is going to do? Probably rush the passer pretty dang hard. Or at least pin their ears back and get after you with the worst intentions. (laughs) That's probably to be expected. So what does Green Bay go with? Right out of the gate, first play of the game, 15 minutes remaining in the first quarter. Let's go with a little screen, little misdirection screen. You got pass rushers, Leonard Floyd in particular, off the left side. The guy's on his hands and knees when Rodgers delivers the football. It's a really easy throw to Lewis just to get the drive started. It results in an 11-yard completion. And from this point forward, the Bears defenders more specifically the pass rushers, are probably not going to feel great about letting their eyes dictate what's coming. Because this is a great play on the first snap of the game to just, boop, little screen, get a guy out in space. Hey, just so you know, Bears, we got this in the back pocket all game long. So think twice before you start to rush the passer with a lot of effort and intensity. Let's fast forward just a couple plays later. It's third down and seven. And you'll notice throughout the course of this quarterback spotlight, when breaking down Aaron Rodgers, we're going to highlight critical down and distance because he was at his very best, it felt like, throughout the course of Sunday night's game. I mean, third down, and regardless of what the down and distance was, regardless of what the distance to gain was, excuse me, it didn't make a difference. I mean, the guy was accurate and he got the ball out of his hands and he took advantage of whatever they were trying to do on the defensive side of the football. It was genuinely masterful with his efficiency and the decision making. So here it is, third and seven at the Chicago 47 yard line, 12-19 remaining in the first quarter. Pretty simple defensive look, especially after the motion. You motion that running back out of the backfield. That indicates pretty quickly since a linebacker goes with them that it's going to be man coverage. And this is what they got for a vast majority of the early portion of this game. Man coverage from Chicago. Chicago wants to put the offensive line on islands, who, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't compliment the Green Bay Packers offensive line, a group that has not been at their best all season long, has had moments of ups and down. They actually did quite well against a pretty dang good front for the Chicago Bears. But that aside, man coverage, every single offensive lineman is on an island because that middle linebacker is bought by the center. So it's 5-0, 5 across the board with man coverage and press just about all over the place. So what does Rodgers do? He said, you know, I'm not sure where my offensive line is at at this point of the game. We're only a few snaps in. I got to get the ball out of my hands quickly. And I want to get a guy running and get him running quick. We're already in plus territory. Maybe we go for it on fourth down if the guy's brought up short. So it doesn't really matter. Get the ball out of my hand quick. Be accurate. Maybe my guy turns up the field, makes a guy miss, and all of a sudden finds his way into a first down. Well, that's exactly what Alan Lazard does. He hits Alan Lazard on a little bit of a pick route, a little bit of a drive concept. You see that number three at the top run that basic middle, and you see Lazard Work the shallow cross right underneath it to create a little extra separation. Then he caught it way short of the sticks. A lot of a lot of young quarterbacks will say, you know, I'm shoot, man, I got to get to the sticks on third down. 
not necessarily if you got a got a guy running and he's running away from a defender. So, hey, give it to him. If he catches it four yards downfield and has to turn up field and get three more, that's fine. Go for it. It's exactly what Rodgers trusted his guy to do. Throws a really accurate throw, very simple read, very simple throw, but perfectly in stride and on time to allow Lazard enough time to turn up field and pick up a critical first down. Let's fast forward to a little later in the drive. Seven minutes and 31 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Now, I'm going to need to honestly ask this question. I think there is a real possibility he's trying to throw it to Lazard in the back of the end zone. I really believe that. Uh, I don't know for certain if he was trying to throw it to Adams or Lazard. That doesn't matter. Either way, this is pretty remarkable. Because the defense wins. It's third and 10 in the red zone. The defense wins here. And they're in a perfect play call. They're only rushing three guys. They got eight guys dropped off in coverage. All the zones are accounted for. They want to work Devontae Adams in one-on-one against the middle linebacker, assuming the middle of the field is going to be open. But because of the drop eight, they have a middle of the field safety lined up right on the K in Packers in the middle of the end zone. There's not really anywhere to go with this football. You have receivers slipping down on the routes. The only place for Rodgers to go with it is really underneath, or he escapes the pocket, buys a little time, and maybe someone uncovers. Yeah, that's what it would be if it were a normal quarterback. But Rodgers buys time in the pocket, shuffles just a little bit to his left, and somehow, some way, Devontae Adams comes free around the P in the Packers there in the end zone, throws a hand up, lets his quarterback know where he's going. And Rodgers throws it off his back foot, off balance throw, high where his guy can get it. And Devontae Adams brings it down for an opening drive score. This is one ridiculous throw. The funny thing is, is regardless of whether he was throwing it to Adams or to Lazard, doesn't matter. The amount of velocity he was able to get on that football while sliding away and moving his momentum away from the line of scrimmage is ridiculous. And he does this all the time. I wish I could explain it. I just can't. I don't know how to do that. I'm not sure anyone not named Patrick Mahomes can explain how to do that. It's just amazing. What a great throw. 95% of professional quarterbacks. We're talking about the best in the world. 95% are throwing that ball away. They're throwing that away. I would bet that that play has a 5% success rate with professionals. And Rodgers pulled it off third and 10 within field goal range and takes a chance and obviously pays it off. What a great catch too by Adams going up and snagging it on what became a little bit like a back shoulder. The ball was thrown just ever so slightly behind. Let's move forward. Still in the first quarter, one minute and 47 seconds remaining. You're going to look at this defense. It looks a little familiar, doesn't it? Well, this time, instead of motioning to it, Green Bay is already in that empty formation. So they don't have to motion to it. They're already pre-aligned. And it's that man coverage look where the Chicago Bears are trying to bring five. They're trying to put the Packers offensive lineman on islands again, 5-0. You'll hear 5-0. That means five on five. So right here, 
five on five again, the pocket does its job and the right side of that offensive line actually washes things down. So therefore, the Chicago Bears defense, they lose contain on Aaron Rodgers. And the thing that kills man-to-man defense as much as you know, hitting a guy on the run, taking advantage of the one-on-one, if you have a glass heater at wide receiver, like you always like that matchup in one-on-one. But the other thing that also kills man defense is quarterback run game because every single defender on the field is focused on the guy they're trying to cover. Well, who's the guy that's accounting for the quarterback? Well, in this particular case, there's no spy. There's no one accounting for the quarterback's legs. So Rodgers knows that, sees that they lose contain on the right side, breaks contain, gives it a quick peek to any of his receivers that might be coming open on the scramble drill, throws a, a little bit of a pump fake, which buys just a little bit more time, And then next thing you know, he's out the gate. It's not going to be a 30-yard touchdown run, but it was easily a 10-yard, 11-yard gain on third and four to keep the drive alive. Just great recognition, already having saw that defense a little earlier in the game, taking advantage of the bad rush lane defensively there from the Chicago Bears and, and finding some space to exploit it with his legs. Just outstanding recognition and another great job on third down for the Packers. Let's go forward to six minutes and 40 seconds remaining in the second quarter. I still don't really know how Rodgers got to this spot. I really don't. This play is designed to be front side, everything. Okay, If you look at the pre-snap formation, it's fairly simple. It's trips right. And it's, it's bunch right, excuse me, trips right bunch. With your running back slash Devontae Adams on the right side, so you basically have four passing weapons or four receiving weapons to the right side of Rodgers. That's your passing strength. You have four strong. All right, and then on the back side, you have a shallow cross, which you're trying to create a mesh for because you've already seen man coverage a couple times from the Chicago Bears. So here on a critical down and distance, fourth and two, you're trying to take advantage of the man that you've already seen up to this point. Well, in this particular case, they don't really man it. They ended up kind of zoning it. And it's built to hit a wide receiver on the shallow cross moving left to right. So in this particular case, number 30. Well, that's if... Nobody takes Devontae Adams. If nobody takes Devontae Adams, you take it. That's a take it automatically. You have a clear out, then you have a mesh concept. So it's really Devontae Adams to number 30. That's really where you're trying to go. Well, Rodgers feels that presence collapse on the left-hand side and understands that there is not going to be anybody home for Tanyan as he runs the shallow cross working from right to left. He is really there to be a pick route. That's what Tanyan's there for. He's there to be the pick guy so you can uncover the running back who's on the shallow cross working from left to right. Well, he feels the collapse of the defense that nobody's on the left side of the center. So he sees and feels Tanyan squeaking out the backside on a critical down and distance with separation. He comes right off of it immediately, works his way to the backside after spending the first three seconds of this play on the right side of the formation towards the passing strength, he just feels it. This is all instincts. I mean, all instincts to be able to feel that collapse 
to feel that disappearance and to get to it that quickly. A lot of guys, it would they'd be late to that. I mean, they really would. They'd be late to that. Rogers, obviously, is seldom late. In that particular case, just an unbelievable feel on critical down and distance. Let's go next to four minutes and 40 seconds remaining in the second quarter. If you can understand how to throw this, please tweet me. I don't know how. I really don't. Because this is another example here in the red zone where it's covered up pretty good. They try to go with a little misdirection. They try to get the jet sweep. They try to get guys running horizontally and then sneak a guy out into the flat. Well, it's pretty well covered by the Bears. And he somehow buys just enough time to retreat backwards, throw it off of his back foot, way off his back foot, I might add, goes vertical, executes kind of a jump pass off of his right foot, moving backwards. As a right-handed quarterback, think about the physics involved there. He's trying to throw a football to Alan Lazard on the A in Green Bay in the end zone. He has a pass rusher that's right in his face, so he's buying a little bit of extra time. So that means he's trying to uncork with his right hand while moving backwards onto his right foot and getting vertical off of his right foot and yet still has enough juice on the football to get it in there to Lazard for the touchdown. Just a ridiculous off-balance throw. I just don't know how else to explain it. I just It doesn't make sense. From a physics standpoint, it legitimately doesn't make sense, but it's his greatness on display yet again. Let's go next to six minutes and 38 seconds remaining in the third quarter. A really nice job off play action. We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. Rodgers has been all, I mean, all-time best off play action this year. I mean, never been better than he is right now. And this is really a great hard play action where you're only going to get two guys out in the route. And if you don't get a heavy buy from the defense, meaning they're going to be totally sold out against the run, the likelihood of completing this pass is probably a little slim. You're going to have to airmail it and throw it way over a guy's head, and it's likely going to be a long foul ball. But right here, Rodgers does a great job of really selling that heavy boot play action with a ton of steps towards the boot and setting up on the opposite hash. Well, he knows that his wide receiver, Tanyan, or tight end Tanyan, is running a deep V and then to the post. Because once you get all that momentum working on the field from right to left, you have Devontae Adams on the crossing route. You have Rodgers on a full boot back to the left. You have Tanyan who starts out with a V route looking like he's running to the deep left pylon. And then all of a sudden, once he hits his steps, he, boom, takes it all the way across the field on a deep post over the top towards the other side. It just is a great job of taking advantage of the secondary trying to pass it off. But Rodgers executing the throw off heavy play action, moving away, setting up on the far side hash with a defender in his face. How quickly he gets the ball up as soon as he sets up. From the time he sets up or kind of sets his feet to the time the ball's released is minimal. I mean, it's a millisecond before that ball is out. And if he takes half a second longer, he's getting hit hard. It's probably a sack. It's highly, highly unlikely that the ball is completed. 
And Rogers is going to feel the pain because that's going to be a really painful hit knowing a defender's breathing fire right in his face as he's trying to release the football. Final play of the game for the quarterback position, I suppose. Fourth and two at the Chicago 39, fourth quarter with three minutes, with, excuse me, with three minutes and one second remaining. Now, Rogers, fourth and two, and it's an opportunity to put the game on ice. They decide to go for it for one reason to one reason alone, because it's Rodgers, right? They also are at the plus 39-yard line, so it makes sense if you want to follow the book. It makes sense to go for it. Leave your offense on the field. It's a couple-score game. Let's end it now. Makes sense to roll the dice there, especially when you have an all-time great Hall of Fame quarterback pulling the trigger. But what they opt to do is not run the football, uh, not even throw the football, or give Rodgers kind of an RPO working to his right. They ask him to execute an RPO where the run, he can hand it off up inside on an inside zone. He can read the end man on the line of scrimmage. The end man on the line of scrimmage crashes. He can pull it and run it himself. Or he can just throw a nice, easy flat route with perfect accuracy to Tanya to the left-hand side. Ball hits Tanya right in the face mask. It's never a doubt. Out of self-defense, Tanya has to catch it. And all he has to do is fall forward, and the game is officially on ice. It was one of Rodgers' best performances of the year. And there's been a lot of great ones, but my goodness, he was totally dialed in against one of the league's best defenses. He is quietly starting to really make a strong case to be in the MVP conversation. If not for Patrick Mahomes' greatness, it might be Aaron Rodgers to lose. That'll do it for us here on the quarterback spotlight here on Inside the Pocket for all of us. I'm Greg McElroy for Andrew Emmer back in the studio. Remember, you can get this podcast anywhere where you get your podcast and you can always catch us on the SiriusXM app. Sirius XM Podcasts.